0: My husband's been making Welcome to Spooky
1: South Coast. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it
2: doesn't.
3: Don't WBSN Nathan. presents <laughs> Quiet down, lady. Quiet down, lady. Don't be jumping into our show. We're running out of time as it is. We've only got 15 minutes, and we've got a huge, huge program to bring to you tonight. It went from being what was going to be a nice, relaxed discussion about one of our favorite topic, horror movies, to all of a sudden we're getting these UFO reports uh, coming in, and uh, afternoon talker Ken Pittman was the first one to report it to us a little bit earlier. He he let us know of his experience that he saw. And when we asked just prior to the uh, news break if anybody else had seen it, and the phone lines lit up immediately with somebody corroborating what Ken had seen, and in addition to Ken's own research, he's already come up with some other people that have seen it as well. So if you did see that UFO that happened earlier, uh, you can give us a call, 508 996 500 996 1420 we're going to discuss that in the second half of the program. We're going to open up the phone lines and take any calls from anybody that may have seen it. Uh, so if you know anybody that did, they might have mentioned to you a little while ago that they saw it. Try to get them on the phone. Try to let them know that we will be uh, taking calls on the air where we can discuss it. We'll talk with Matt Moniz, co-host here on Spooky South Coast, who is also a UFO investigator. Uh, we'll talk with him about the process of what happens next. And uh, we'll also, you know, if, if anybody uh, if anybody's not... Sure about what they've seen. If anybody's kind of been shaken by what they've seen, Matt has years of experience with dealing with people that have had, uh, these kind of, it can be traumatic for people, Matt. For some people it can, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll help you talk, we'll, we'll help talk you through it if, if need be, but. Before we get to that, we uh, have something already on the agenda for tonight. We've got a whole stack here of movie passes to give away. I'm talking a whole huge stack. And if you're watching the video feed on JustinTV slash Spooky South Coast, you can see, I'm not kidding, a huge stack. We're talking I, – I don't want to give out the number because, you know, it sounds like we're bragging. But Paramount Pictures has hooked us up. They have given us a ton of these to give away. and Each pass is good for two admissions. Now – just before we start giving them away, we want to let everybody know. Before I even mention the name of the movie, I want to let everybody know that these passes do not guarantee that you get into the theater, because they overbook the theater to ensure uh, that they have a full house. So you have to arrive early seating is first come, first served. but make sure that you get in, you don't have to pay for it. This is the only way you can get into this, is through invite, and this is our invite to you right here. These passes, what is the name of the movie? It's called Paranormal Activity. And if you're a fan of horror movies, if you pay attention to the internet and, and what's going on with horror films, you've heard about this movie, because they've been talking about it since 2007, when it was first completed and when it was screened in some uh, film festivals and now it's starting to be released in limited release this week coming up on wednesday night into thursday they're having a thursday midnight showing which means you got to get there wednesday night uh, they're going to be doing it at the uh, coolidge corner theater in brookline and that's what we have passes to right here and this film is called by many the scariest film since The Exorcist. We have somebody joining us on the line right now. His name is Uncle Creepy. And if you go to the website, DreadCentral.com, to learn about horror films and horror culture, you're very familiar with Uncle Creepy and his postings there. And, and he's joining us now. He's seen the film. And what were your impressions, Unc, about the uh, Paranormal Activity film?
1: Hey, man, it's good to be here. Thanks very much for your time.
3: Thank you for joining us on short notice.
1: Oh, dude, you know, it, it's all good. I You know what? I saw Paranormal Activity. I was one of the first people to see Paranormal Activity two years ago, uh, 2007, uh, even prior to it, uh screening at Screamfest, where, uh, where it made its debut. And you know what? I mean, it's one of those things. First of all, it should be said that it's a found footage movie, okay, similar to Blair Witch, but with a lot more payoff, and that's what's really good about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I first put the movie on, my girlfriend and I were, were sitting there, and we're watching it, and my initial impression was, oh, God, it's, it's one of these movies again. And uh, within minutes, you know, the, the two characters, Mika and uh, Katie, they're so likable and so relatable, you know? I mean, th- there's not a doubt in your mind that these two people haven't been together for God knows how long, you know? And, and it was the realism of their relationship it really sucks you into the story. And, you know, there, by the time it was over, uh, we were sitting there, and we both looked at each other, and we're both pale as ghosts. And I, and I said to my girlfriend, was that just as effing scary as I think it was? And she just looked at me and went, oh, my God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, is, so, is somebody you know, who I can... I haven't yeah. even done yet.
1: Hang on, you got to let me finish this. Okay. This is classic. Okay, so at this time... It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. I call one of my friends who I know is in the neighborhood, and I'm like, dude, you need to come to my house right now. And he comes over, and instead of watching the movie with him, I put the movie on, and I ended up just watching him watch the movie. (laughs) And it was just, and that alone was so gratifying, because it literally scared the hell out of them, for lack of a better word that I can't use.
3: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, so it's kind of like the two girls, one cup of horror films, but I guess uh, I won't go in that direction either.
1: No, no, no.
3: You must must see a lot of films, though, for this to have scared you and, and actually provided serious chills for you.
1: Dude, I am as jaded as they come. I've written over 400 reviews. I've been in the business for close to a decade now, I've seen them come, I've seen them go, I've dealt with filmmakers who are huge in the genre, I've dealt with with independent filmmakers who are just getting their feet wet, and I have not been so impressed by a single project in my life, and, and I really, really mean that. I mean, Paranormal Activity, it really does deliver. It's a scary, scary movie, and what's good about it is it's, it, it avoids being hokey. Well, what Oren Pele, the director, did, he, he made a movie. It's his first debut movie, and he avoided all of the pitfalls he could have easily have fallen into without actually knowing that there were pit, pitfalls to fall into. I mean, it's brilliant. It really is.
3: And, and do you know any of the backstory of the film? Because I've heard a lot of stuff about it being you know picked up by DreamWorks, and then Paramount was acquiring DreamWorks, and this kind of got stuck on the shelf. It was going to be remade. Well, since
1: Aaron ended up... The filmmaker ended up being a neighbor of mine. Oh, wow. Uh, He literally lives 10 minutes away from my house. And he filmed the movie in his house. And uh, I actually got to see the movie in the house that it was filmed in, which was akin to seeing The Exorcist on The Exorcist steps. And I mean that, you know. And uh, I've been one of the main cheerleaders for this project since the very, very beginning. I mean, I've been talking about it... I mean, every one of my year, Endless... And with, you know, Paranormal Activity, best film of the year, until it finally gets into release. So I'm happy that uh, it'll actually be released, and I can put it on there and be like, yes, finally, it's here. But I, I know, God, the entire story, it's been a hell of a journey for Orin and uh, I'm so happy for him. I mean, it, it basically, it, it's a matter of people seeing the movie, people loving it. You know, today, in the horror climate today, it's really weird. If it's not based on a, a remake or a graphic novel or, or some sort of sequel, it's really hard to get it out there. And here's this little movie that ends up doing just about every single thing right. So when, you know, the right people started seeing it, you know, their initial instinct was, oh, wow, we need to remake this. But then, as I think that they were showing it to the people who would have been doing the remaking, it was a pretty much unanimous decision that remaking this movie would just be a disservice. You're not going to catch the lightning in a bottle that that Oren has caught, you know, it, with a remake, with Namax. It, it's just not going to work right. And the movie stands on its own so well that Paramount, thankfully, you know, started having some faith in it, and now I think that, so many people it's a matter of i mean i've never seen hype like this surrounding a movie especially a little indie movie before it's come out this is something fans have been waiting for for two years Mm -hmm. you know and and i think now that the iron's really hot paramount striking and you know it's the perfect time for some this is the perfect halloween season movie okay and uh, you know it's opening limited release If there's any justice in this world, it it will open as wide as possible. But again, that's going to be dependent on how many people actually support these indie screenings. It's going to be dependent on how many people go to the website and say, hey, you know, we need to demand it in your area if you want it there. And Paramount's been incredible in regards to this movie because the screenings that have been announced already, You know, you can have more. If it's not in your town, if it's not by you, they give you an avenue on the website that you click on and demand it in your avenue. And if they, in your neighborhood, I should say, and if they see enough demand in a particular area, they will bring it there. And I I think that's fantastic. I've never seen that approach to a movie before. I think it's really some groundbreaking stuff and I I think it's going to really pay off for all parties concerned.
3: And if you go to paranormalmovie.com, that's where you can click to request it uh, coming to your city. Uh, I tried to enter in, you know, Wareham, New Bedford, the the theaters that we have in our area, and I was the first one to do it. So we need everybody to to start logging in there and and requesting the film. But like I said, we have plenty of tickets to give away for tonight for you to see it uh, this coming Wednesday into into Thursday night. Um, One thing I do want to ask you, though, knowing uh, Uncle Creepy, knowing the director as you do, is the Steven Spielberg story true? Have you heard this story? Yes,
0: it's absolutely true.
3: And that would be that uh he had taken the D V D home uh to his house and, and not long after he watched it the door to his empty bedroom inexplicably locked from the inside and he had to summon and, a locksmith.
1: In a paper bag to uh the powers that be, yeah.
3: Yeah, he would not he would not uh he doesn't want to have that disc in his home anymore. So and this is the guy that made poltergeist.
1: I mean, let's face it, that's that's really cool. You know and and you can't really buy that kind of a story that's something that just naturally has to happen. But honestly, I, I don't think the disc or the movie is haunted at all. I think that's kind of like hyperbole, but you know what? That doesn't take away from the fact that here's where the movie works and where the Spielberg story does work. This movie preys upon you on such a on such a real level that if something as coincidental as your door locking, you, you can't help but equate it to the movie. It, it's that effective, you know? And and that's an amazing, amazing thing. And I'm with Spielberg, man. What this movie does is, after you watch it, where it really gets you is when you're alone at night, you hear every single noise your house makes. <laughs> and and that's where it really, really grabs you. And another thing that Oren did especially well with this movie is, I mean... God, I, I can't even tell you how many times that, how many movies I've watched. I mean, I watch upwards of 15 movies a week sometimes. And what he's done with with this particular movie is the research he did for it, He he did while watching all of these real ghost specials. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he learned how this evidence or how this haunting would be handled by professionals. And a good friend of mine who was a, Humanologist who just passed away. His name was Luigi. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, in in my opinion, he was one of the best at what he did, and it, it, I'm really sad that he's gone. But um, I, I've gone ghost hunting with him, and I, I've seen the real deal. I, I I've been there, man, and it, it's it's both amazing and absolutely terrifying <laughs> at the same time. But what I re- what really impressed me about this movie is. It doesn't treat you like an idiot, you know. It, it it doesn't talk down to the audience, and most of all, it doesn't make people who have obviously experienced this kind of thing. It doesn't make them look foolish, you know. It it treats everyone with a, a level of normalcy, and, and and that really lends to the reality of it. And, and it's it's really really a hell of a work, man.
3: Alright, well, we thank you for taking the time, uh, to, to join us tonight. We're, we're up against things here because of the, the UFO sighting we had in the area and the fact that we're on a <laughs> short show, but.
1: How am I supposed to follow a UFO sighting, man? <laughs> it's,
3: that's what happens here on the show, you know? You never know what direction we're gonna be going in, but I'd like to invite you back on the program in the future to talk with us more in depth about just horror today, the films that are coming out. I know there's, there's, uh, I saw on Dread Central earlier that there's a new, uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, horror sci-fi movie coming out and that's something i'm really interested in is seeing clint's Uh, take on on what's called uh hereafter
1: yeah yeah a lot of big names involved in that one and i you know it it would be my pleasure to come on and and talk to you guys i I mean i love it i I do radio shows all the time and it's only because i love this genre so much if you'd have me back it would be a pleasure
3: oh we definitely will thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon
1: you got it, man. Enjoy paranormal activity; it will scare the hell out of you. Mark my words.
3: All right, I'm looking more and more forward Thanks. to seeing this. <laughs> Thanks, See man. Seeing it again? I'm going right. to be seeing it this Wednesday, the, the the midnight screening coming up.
1: Little bit of advice before I go: when you go home, make sure you have a nightlight.
3: <laughs> I've got several. All right. All already. Thanks.
2: Easy. Bye.
3: All right, we are going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, are we going to talk to Todd, Matt? Could we get.
2: Yeah, I'll give Todd a call. All right, we're
3: going to talk to Todd Sheets, legendary horror film director himself in his own right and the host of Nightwatch Radio. We'll talk to him for a few minutes, see what kind of buzz he's hearing about paranormal activity, and then we'll come back after that and we'll talk more about this UFO sighting because we're still getting more and more reports coming in.
2: Yes, I want to say thank you to Ken and uh, Carmen and hello to uh, Gail and Nikki. Thank you for your reports. It's uh Definitely helping out. Thank you.
3: Yeah, we're getting I'm getting emails from HR from all kinds of people, so we're definitely gonna talk about this. But coming up after the break, Todd Sheets. We'll be back with more here on Spooky South Coast. So
2: I, I, I have died. Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back.
3: All right, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, Silent Assassin Matt Costa, and Science Advisor Matt Moniz here. I didn't even introduce everybody at the top of the show because things have been so hectic. We just talked with Uncle Creepy from DreadCentral.com about the upcoming film Paranormal Activity. And, folks, i got to stress this here. Uncle Creepy does not work for Paramount Pictures. He's not in any way part of this film. He's just uh, an unbiased – this is somebody who watches – horror movies for a living, and, and when he tells you that it's scaring him, then you know it's something special. So, we have tickets to give away all night long. I've, I've got a whole bunch of them here. And we already gave some away to some people that came by. If you come here, anytime before we leave, we're gonna check out of here a little bit after midnight. If you swing by the spooky studio, we'll give you passes. And just to let you know, uh, again, you have to email the email address that's on these tickets to RSVP, the ticket does not guarantee you a seat. It just guarantees you that you have an invite to the screening, so you have to get there early. It's at the Coolidge Corner Theater, 290 Harvard Street in Brookline. It's this Thursday at midnight, so you got to get there Wednesday night, and uh, you'll be able to get into the theater once you have these passes. We've got a whole bunch of them. Come on by. We'll give them to you. Call up. We'll give them to you afterwards. I can leave some here at WBSM uh, for anybody that wins. They'll also be giving them away. I, I left some with Fun 107 and WBSM so we can give them away on Monday as well. So, But uh, why don't we say that the next five callers, uh, if you uh, call in, we'll, we'll give you Free passes to see Paranormal Activity. Each pass is good for two people to get into the film. So the next five callers and anybody that comes by the Spooky Studio, just tap on the window. We'll send Moniz out with your tickets, and you'll be all set. And, you know, we're doing this so fast and furious, I can't even keep track of everybody. So it's not like you have to worry about that 30-day can't-win window thing going on. Mm. So hmm. we might be breaking some serious rules here, but we'll go with that. But if you did see that UFO uh, that happened earlier this evening, we just got another report. Uh, from somebody here who said that they saw it. HR said that he, he happened to say, I was on a ghost hunt at the Hilldale Cemetery in Haverhill when 60 people saw something in the sky to the west. And, uh, he left his phone number for us, but I'm gonna say if he wants to call us and let us know, uh, we can talk about it. The numbers are 508 996 500 996 1420 VIP line is ringing, so uh, I'm going to guess that that's Todd. So why don't we talk to Todd? And uh, can we can we take calls, Matt, from people while we're doing an, a VIP line interview? Yep. You can still take calls while, uh, like, can you take winners? Can you can it know. be done in the other room? I'm not sure. All right. There's no headset. <laughs> okay, let's just go to the VIP line. Good evening, around spooky South Coast. Is this Todd? That's me. Hey, Todd, how you doing? How are you? Having the most hectic show of our four years on the air. <laughs> really? Why is that? Well, we've been getting some live UFO reports. Uh, I guess there was a big UFO sighting happening earlier this evening, really? and a number of people have seen it.
2: From a Whoa, great distance.
0: that's kind of cool.
3: Yeah, like pretty much that's... all over the state we're getting reports in from.
0: Wow. So you guys are on the East Coast where everything's weird.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you are, everything's nice and calm and laid back.
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far. We just got, I think the, all the aliens are scared to come here because they're afraid the mullets would take them over.
3: <laughs> that, that might be the case. Uh, it's not a good look for them. <laughs> so i got to ask you, Todd, being being a, a horror film director, a fan of the genre, and, and devoting your life to, to this, have you heard about this movie, Paranormal Activity?
0: Uh, repeat that one more time for
3: you. Have well, you heard heard of this new film coming out, Paranormal Activity? yeah
0: yeah I have and I don't know what to make of it i've I've been reading about it for a while um I don't know what to make of it. I saw previews for that new movie with melia Jovovich uh that's kind of cool Fourth kind that uh yeah the fourth encounter that looks yeah. pretty cool and, but and... i don't know I don't know about this other one yet i I've read some stuff about it. I haven't seen much on it is there i don't know have you guys seen many trailers on it
3: yeah, you know, they've just had one trailer kind of floating around the internet and it it mostly it focuses on the audience's reaction to the film uh more than the film right. itself. And, hey, if you can get to Boston by Wednesday night we got tickets for you. <laughs> but, the, um, well, that's pretty cool. I don't think I can make it but <laughs> that'd well, be awesome. As somebody who, who works in film and, and is familiar with the process, you've got to like the way that uh, Paramount is marketing this film. What they're doing is they're kind of bringing it to the people. Uh, people have been seeing it in limited screenings and film festivals for the last two years, and now Paramount's been hearing this buzz, and they've decided to release it on a very small level, but through uh, internet marketing, and they're, they're doing something on Twitter with Tweet Your Scream, where you can get all the news about the movie, and they have a, a page set up on the a website where you can request that the movie comes to your town it's more of a grassroots release for this film and for horror films especially uh, where you know so much of whats shoved down our throat mainstream wise is remakes as uncle creepy said we got remakes sequels uh you know Japanese films translated into English y- you got to like the idea of being able to to really get that horror audience directly and see what it is that they want
0: well, to an extent, I agree. I, I think the problem now is, though, uh like, from what I've seen of this movie, I mean, it could turn out to be really creepy and great, but at the same time, I have bad flashbacks, and, and there's a reason why. There's a little movie that kind of pulled the same trick and suckered us all in called Blair Witch Project, and it's a really hard division because true horror fans... Like myself, we kind pretty much hate the movie. It's <laughs> only because we kind of got sucked in. Whereas a lot of mainstream audiences, for some reason, were really creeped out, and I don't even still to this day understand why. But uh, the the I, I felt like I was in honestly in, in hell. I was watching someone's shaky home movies, and and it was just really a, a very difficult thing. And so I'm like, well, it's I'm torn. I'm really tired of the reality thing. I'm tired of uh, even in movies like. Mainstream horror movies nowadays, which we all know are pretty lame, but every time there's a fight scene or an attack scene or the monster's there, they got to shake the camera like this is a new style. And I was always taught, and everyone that's actually gone to film school, not video directors or commercial directors, but actual film school, we were taught if you shake the camera, that's not good. (laughs) It shows lack (laughs) of talent. I learned that watching my
3: dad film stuff.
0: Yeah, nowadays they're they're kind of uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 been accepted as let's shake the camera, it makes it more intense. Well, not really. As a matter of fact, the movie Gamer, a guy literally was puking, and left the movie. Many people were leaving because it was so shaky. You could not even tell who was fighting who, what was going on. It's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, the reality thing is played way out. I mean, whenever Romero jumped into the bandwagon and started doing it, I was like, okay, it's it's too much. I liked the original. R. E. C, which is what quarantine was based on. It's called Rec. Mm-hmm. That movie was pretty cool. It was the original Spanish language version. It's so much better than ours for many reasons, but there's one that you could almost tolerate because it's shaky a little bit, but not as bad. And it I don't know, it's just I liked quarantine because here's one of the funny things is the director of quarantine said, Look, it took us weeks to figure out how to make it look like we were amateurs because they actually knew how to film a movie correctly, so they actually figured out a way to make it look amateur without hurting your eyes. So that was kind of an interesting thing to to learn, that here's this cameraman who's an, an award-winning cameraman, and he's got to remember how to make it look amateur. So that's why I'm like kind of torn. I think, okay, what I've seen of Paranormal Activity, I'm a little bit worried about the fact that they're not showing me the movie at all, and it's it's mainly a flash here and a flash there, and I'm going, well, what does that say, really? I mean, I, at the same time, I don't want them to show me too much, but enough to let me know if I'm watching a real movie am I watching another camcorder epic where someone's shaking it so much that I feel nauseous?
3: Yeah, I think that's the approach. It's kind of like, you know, it's the footage of what these people try to shoot in their house when they think that there's something going on. But, I mean, i got to disagree with you on Blair Witch. I thought that movie was great for the simple fact that without Blair Witch Project, we never would have had that magnum opus that was Blair Witch Project 2. <laughs> Tongue oh, firmly Lord. in
2: cheek. What about Cloverfield?
3: <laughs> Cloverfield was bad, too, but... I, I, just the problem with Blair Witch, though, is it was one of those cases where you know the hype just couldn't couldn't live up to your expectations by the time that you saw the film, and what well, the problem was, the hype was being built by people that don't have an appreciation and an affinity for the genre, and it was just people who, oh my God, I was creeped out by the kid in the corner. Sorry to ruin the movie, everybody.
0: <laughs> well, actually, you probably saved everybody. You know, if anyone would <laughs> would 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 want to rent this thing or, or save your ten dollars because. Uh, you just heard the scariest part of the movie, this guy standing in the corner, period, over. I mean, honestly, I, I sat through an hour and a half of this snotty, whining, insane woman, the most annoying, I use the word actress very loosely, ever to take the screen. And uh, the, the rest of the people in the cast, I could dig. I've seen them in other movies, they're okay, but that, Heather, was the worst. Oh, it was horrible. And by the time you got to the end of the movie with her... You just wanted to see Leatherface pop out with a chainsaw, anything, right? <laughs> Please eviscerate this girl. But by the time you got there, it was like, I set through all that hell for a guy to stand in the corner like he's taking a leak. Thanks. Thanks a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the problem, though, is is they they tried to make it too much like it was, uh, you know, reality footage, too much like it was real Uh, you know, like, oh, look it, we, we put snot on her face. They wouldn't do that in a real movie. That would be too gross for a real movie. And I think where, you know, we've kind of learned the lessons from that as, as fans and as viewers. We've kind of learned not to get suckered in so easily to things. And that's why it ups the ante if you want to do something like paranormal activity, where you've really got to make it, at the same, you want it to seem like it's real footage, but at the same time, you want it to seem like it's not an annoying home video.
0: Well, that's what I like about the media Jovovich film. I mean, here it is. They have actual footage that was captured by that doctor. I know Matt's seen the, the, the preview. I know he's heard about this. Oh, yeah. uh, they, you know, they, they had the actual footage that she took, which is kind of weird home video looking stuff. But then they actually made a movie around it, which was shot by people who know how to make a movie. It's got style. It's creepy. And I, mean, I was like, man, this, uh, there's two trailers out there, and both of them are very... Unnerving and grab you, and you're going, man. I kind of want to see this because there's a couple spots in there and you actually get chills. I'm like, man, if they can live up to that trailer. And the funny thing is, I sound like I'm picky, but I'm really not. Because look, you're talking to a guy who would go to see zombie strippers and, and had the best time ever. Okay, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that will watch any horror movie and love it. But there's a point where I'm so disappointed disappointed in the fact that a studio will get behind a movie like Blair Witch or 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 some of these, uh, you know, Halloween 2 or any of these movies that really should have never hit multiplexes, but yet there's really good horror films out there that never make it to theaters across the country, that make it to larger markets, but they never come here. Like, you know, like Windchill, I thought was a great little movie about these people who are trapped in a car in the winter, and these things are happening around the car that are just incredibly creepy. The place is haunted where they end up having a wreck. And uh yeah, it's a pretty cool movie and stuff like that. It's like and session nine, that movie barely played anywhere, but it should have played at every theater in the country because it was amazing.
3: See, I, I like the films too where and we see it more and more where it blends the horror and the comedy well. Um uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean and it looks like we got one coming out now. I saw the previews for uh what's Zombieland.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: And that looks well, like it know, might I, be one. I,
0: I, I, there's an interesting story about that, and this is something very, you can really learn from. American Werewolf in London was just released on Blu ray last week. And, uh, when this movie was made, no one would give them the budget or, or allow them to make the movie because it had comedy and horror mixed. They said, you can't do that. Now, years later, of course, you know, movies like Peter Jackson's Dead Alive proved what an amazing thing that can be, Shaun of the Dead, you know, lots of great comedy horror movies because it's kind of cool to, like, get scared and laugh about it, you know, but, American Werewolf on the documentary shows just how hard it was, and what they went through to get that into a theater. And of course, it's gone on to be one of the great horror movies of all time. But one of my favorites, even. But you're right, Zombieland reminds me a lot. When I'm looking at the trailer, I'm like, wow, this is kind of like got that same edge. It's it's kind of a dark humor, but it's fun, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of American Werewolf in the way it seems to be riding that line. And I'm really when I you know when I watch that again. I watched it a couple of times this week, and I went, man, what an amazing blend. They really did do the right thing here. And it was just weird to see that they went through so much hell because no one in the studios wanted them to make this movie. And after he had huge hits with all these, like, Animal House and everything, Blues Brothers, they said, well, John, what do you want to do next? And he said, I want to make this werewolf movie. And they're like, I don't know. So they still pulled their money out after they said yes. Universal still was like, I don't think so. So they went to Polygram Pictures. And he had some friends there, and they said, all right, we'll give you $30 million to make this movie, the entire movie, which, by the way, would cover uh, uh, Beyonce's role alone because she makes $30 million to do a movie, which is ridiculous. But that's, <laughs> that would be the entire budget. What they made this movie on was $30 million, the entire movie. And I was like, wow, what an what a amazing piece of film that is.
3: And At least they weren't just uh, nervous about putting the Dr. Pepper making it guy and is the lead actor in a film, so.
0: Isn't that awesome? And that's the whole reason they did it. That's the funny thing. You should get it and watch the, uh, there's like a 90-minute documentary on there about it. It's really cool. And it was made by fans of the movie, which is cool because they let them do it. And uh, David Naughton was hired without reading one line of dialogue. They brought him in. He sat down for half an hour and had lunch with John Landis, the director, who really liked him in the commercials. And they hit it off, and he said, I'll see you on Monday. The same, that's also how they hired Griffin Dunn, his best friend in the movie Jack. They didn't try out, they didn't read one line of dialogue, but he just knew that they were going to be perfect, and they were.
3: And, and still, like you said, it holds up today, and I'm glad it's out on Blu-ray.
0: Oh yeah, oh my god, it's beautiful.
3: <laughs> All right, well, Todd, we thank you. We're gonna we're gonna try to reserve the last ten minutes here for some UFO reports, but we thank you for for joining us. And when you get a chance to see paranormal activity, if it comes out your way, or if uh, through your sources you happen to acquire a copy of it, let us know what you think. And one, oh, question... I will,
0: yeah. And then I want to say something before I go about you guys. I said it earlier when we were talking off the air, but I want you to know I really do thank you guys as family, and Matt has been my savior more times than not. And I just really wanted to thank him for being a brother. And I want to thank you guys for doing this show and for keeping it, like, real. And I know that sounds goofy, but it's like, it's so it's such an honor to to be friends with you guys because we're friends on the air, we're friends off the air, and you guys are real genuine people. And the, the field is so full of crazy stuff right now, and everybody's mm-hmm. got a TV show, and everybody's trying to make a dollar, and you guys are not, and I'm so proud of you for
3: that. Thank you. We feel the same way. And, same here, bro. And you're definitely part of the spooky crew in our eyes, and... And one one thing I do want to ask Matt, though, before we okay. let him go, is I want to find out if he knows any inside info about the new Batman movie. Is there going ah, to be one? Is it happening?
2: If anybody would know, Todd would know.
0: That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's definitely happening. Um, they're keeping a lot of things hush-hush, but it is moving forward right now. Uh, there are two full outlines done, and they're trying to figure out which one Chris wants to go with. And once he makes up his mind, which it may already be made up, but they're kind of keeping it under wraps, a lot of the people in the in the know say it's it's already made up and they're already moving forward but, with getting the actors. So
3: we definitely Nolan's definitely on board.
0: Nolan is uh, even though they're not commenting publicly, uh, the word on on the streets is he's definitely on board. They're just trying to get it, everything fleshed out to where he he thinks it's perfect.
3: And and do you know it all? Have you heard if Christian Bale's going to be part of it?
0: He is definitely part of it. Yes.
3: Okay. And I... so
0: is Gary Oldman. Gary's involved. He's uh, he's already. Uh, Pretty much came out and said that he's, you know, part of the third one under contract and he can't wait to do it, so.
3: I've heard some, uh, some unnerving speculation as to who would play Batman if, uh, if Bale bails, so.
0: <laughs> nah, none of that's real. None of that's real. Good. And also the, the goofy things people have said about how, you know, they're bringing someone in to play Joker. None of that's real. Don't believe any of that stuff. The only thing I can confirm for sure is there's a, there's definitely some speculation on the inside that, uh, a couple of actors have been contacted. We know Johnny Depp was contacted, and we know Paul Giamatti has been contacted in, in the case that they might go down that road as a penguin, but that's about all we know.
3: And is there any truth that they did have some unused Heath Ledger footage, though, that they might include in the film?
0: They do have unused footage. What I don't know exactly all there is, but I know for a fact there is unused footage. And, and one way that everyone can know uh, is in the original movie, there's the first official Joker picture they released to the public. He was in the back of a car with a hoodlum, one of the Joker goon guys driving him Mm -hmm. in a mask. That scene, if you remember, was never in the film. It was like a weird taxi cab that had been decorated with blood splatters and everything. That wasn't in the movie, but that actually appeared after the scene where Batman saves Maggie Gyllenhaal when the Joker drops her out a window. and Batman saves her, they land on the car, then it cuts to the Joker and his crew coming out a lot of people didn't realize, well, what happened at the party after Batman left? I mean, did Joker just kill everybody or what? But no, they left, and then the Joker says, you know, they said, we didn't get bent. What are we going to do? And the Joker says, don't don't worry, I'm a man of my word. And there's this whole scene that they didn't use. So there's other stuff, too, that they shot. And I, I'm hoping that some of that appears in the next movie.
3: Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, we'll Thank talk you, guys. To, we'll talk to you soon. Later, bro. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That was Todd Sheets, film director and host of Nightwatch Radio. And, uh, if, go to nightwatchshow.com and you can listen to his show there. And we, uh, we have about 10 minutes left in the show. Matt, do we have to take any breaks? No. Nope. Are we all set? Good. All right. So we got about 10 minutes left. Again, we talked about it earlier at the top of the show before we get into the UFO thing. Let me say, I got more tickets to give away here and nobody's knocking on the window. Come on. Free passes to go see the most talked about movie in America. Just come down here. Knock on the window, we'll send out some passes for you. Uh, Matt Costa, you're ready to man the phones if need be. 508 996 500 996 1420 Call for tickets, call for a UFO story, either way. And uh, you can also email us, Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. If you're listening to the show on podcast and you want to be able to get some tickets uh, to see this movie, come on down here to WBSM. I'm going to leave some at the front desk so people will be able to see the film. Alright, now getting into this UFO sighting that we heard, uh, we did get another email, as I said, from Bob, who said that uh, he had seen it in Roslindale, and I'm sorry, in, in Haverhill, and if he wants to call up, uh, feel free to do that, 996 500 877 Again, he left his number here, but I'd, I'd rather he call us because of the late hour. I don't want to mm-hmm. wake somebody up. Uh, but we've gotten, what, three, four, five different reports now yep. already just while we've been on the air. And I know we're going to get more during the course of the week from people who are going to email us and, and email you. And
2: Well, obviously, with uh, Ken Pittman, the uh, morning and afternoon guy here at the station, he's going to be talking about it. Several other uh, people in the media witnessed it. They're going to be speaking about it. So I'm sure that this is going to be something that's going to be talked about for a while.
3: And I think we'll find out. Uh, I mean, I can tell you uh, that... At least we'll be following it, we'll be trying to find out, For we'll sure. be bringing it to you, but I'm sure the newspaper will try to track down more information as well. Uh, if it's being seen in Haverhill and Pembroke and all these other places that we've heard about it, it's going to be picked up more than just the South Coast media. It's going to be pretty much everywhere, so I wouldn't be surprised if you know, by tomorrow morning we're seeing stuff on Boston.com, if we're seeing stuff on New England Cable News. And, and maybe it's something that's going to be big enough that it reaches out into the national media as well. From the reports that we're getting, it definitely sounds like, uh you know, something that's going to draw a lot of interest from the UFO community to this area. Some of the, you know, MUFON and, and some of the independent researchers that you're friends with and you work with.
2: Right. And I'm sure that there's going to be, you know, uh several people that will come out with, you know, blase explanations. Debunking attempts. Yeah. And... Well, it's interesting, you know, we didn't get into the weak and weird, but let me read the story i actually Mm -hmm. have because i find it interesting you know all right it's from space.com the beautiful trail in the sky looked like a mysterious celestial event in reality it was urine some stargazers were treated to an unexpected view of bright sparkling glows wednesday night created when astronauts aboard the space shuttle discovery dumped their waste out into space the water dump was scheduled was a scheduled task for STS-128 pilot Kevin Ford, who poured out urine and wastewater stored aboard the shuttle in preparation for a landing attempt Thursday. Weather thwarted that try, but astronauts planned for another uh, landing attempt Friday at 5.48 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time in Florida, though rain and high winds were expected again. The light show Wednesday was aided by an unusually large amount of water being dumped all at once, at about 150 pounds or 68 kilograms, said NASA spokeswoman uh, Kyle Clem. A Discovery had just unlocked, undo, sorry, undocked from the International Space Station the day before and had not been able to unload wastewater during the 10-day visit. In general, spotting space water dumps from Earth is common. Wastewater usually freezes upon jettison in, uh, into a cloud of tiny ice droplets. Then when the sun hits it, the ice sublimates directly into water vapor and disperses in space and turns into uh, – sublimation is a state where it goes from a frozen mm-hmm. a s- solid, from to, a solid a d- to a
3: gas. gas without stopping that liquid form. Right. I used to – I created this uh, superhero once when I was younger called the sublimator. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, – and it definitely sounds like that is something that could play into a lot of UFO sightings and a lot yeah. of some reports. This sounds The reports we're getting tonight sounds, like sounds a little bit more serious than that. Yeah,
2: something a little different, but I just find it ironic.
3: Sure, yeah. I mean, I was thinking the same thing when I first took the call from Ken. All right, good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. I hit the wrong button. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Hello,
0: Tim. Hi. This is Bob from, uh, from Averill.
3: Hey, thanks for calling in.
0: Yeah, well, uh, we were on a ghost hunt at the Hilldale Cemetery. remember you looked up. And it looked like just like maybe a piece of space junk entering the atmosphere because it was rather cloudy, and it just uh, made a big V and vanished.
3: So there we go. We're getting similar reports here of, of what's been happening. Can you, Matt, you want to kind of take the questioning here and find out some more information?
2: Yeah, you were in Haverhill. What direction was it heading in at what time?
0: It was coming in from the west, I'd say, S. Between seven thirty and seven forty five.
2: Okay. That's correlating with everybody else. So alright, mm-hmm. so we're looking at the same event. Colors. Do you remember the colors?
0: It was just white because it was a rather overcast in Aero.
2: White. And you're talking a V or inverted cone shape uh right, yes. trail behind right. it. Mm-hmm. Where is yes. there any color associated with that?
0: Uh not really. No, I just 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 white mist
3: type of thing.
2: Okay you're you're pretty much going along the same lines as everybody else
3: right and and when when you saw it and i'm assuming that many people in in the group saw it i mean what was everybody talking about what was everybody with their guesses as to what it could be was
0: right it was it automatically there's a lot of young children automatically uh, it was like the war of the worlds all over again <laughs> <laughs> and uh i i i had to get my camera out in time i was too busy just watching and trying to take compass readings around the cemetery. So,
2: Now, it's interesting. You go out for a ghost hunt and come across a UFO.
0: Right. Yeah, it's in- interesting. It was <laughs> a UFO, but I, I think was just probably a piece of space coming in.
3: Did anything happen on the ghost front?
0: Uh, a lot of olds, a lot of mist, but uh, nothing really exciting. All right. Well, <laughs> other than the UFO, right? Yeah. Other I- I than uh, the alleged UFO. UFO, Yeah.
3: All right, well, thank you very much for calling in and sharing, and and uh have a great night. And hopefully, uh if it was just Space Junk, it doesn't come and take you out of your bed while you're sleeping tonight.
0: Well, that would be exciting, though. <laughs> uh, if
3: it does, I'll call you back. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Have, have a now. good day. Bye-bye. That's, that's, that's the good thing about our audience, though, too. Our, our loyal audience, and Bob is one of our loyal audience, listens so every week. This and, is
2: definitely something, a uh, Space and Celestial event, because you're talking Haverhill, you're talking mm-hmm. Wareham, you're talking Dighton,
3: you know. But what do they all do when they see it? They all know to contact us, because <laughs> yeah. we're the place to report all this stuff. All right, well, we are just about out of time here for this for this evening show. Uh, again, we had to have a short show, uh, thanks to the Red Sox for... Making that one last forever. Uh, but we still have plenty of passes to give away here. So I'm gonna leave some here at WBSM. If you wanna come by and pick them up, get them while they last. Each pass is good to admit two people. So why don't we limit it, you know, just come by and take like one or two. Don't, don't take a whole bunch. And, uh, we will be, uh, we'll be there. I'll be there. I don't know if you guys are gonna make it. I know that you guys have to work. And Matt, you have to cover me at the day job so I can go. (laughs) So, but, uh, we're gonna try and have these with us. So we'll give some away on the website if you want, and you didn't get a chance to get some, email me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com. If you're able to make it to the Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline on Wednesday night into Thursday morning, Thursday at midnight, but it's Wednesday night. So if you can make it, email me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com. We'll have some passes. We want to make sure that everybody that wants to go see Paranormal Activity has the opportunity to do so, because this is supposed to be the scariest movie since The Exorcist. And if what Uncle Creepy was telling us is true, I can't wait. I mean, I'm, I'm going to scream like a little girl, I think. Because if it's real, I'm not afraid. But if it's on a movie screen, it might actually make me afraid. So, (laughs) By the next time you see me, I could have embarrassed myself by wetting my pants in front of a theater full of people. And on that note, we'll be back next week at our regular time. Um, I believe at our regular time. Because uh, the Red Sox are playing earlier in the day. So we'll have a full show for you that night. We also want to let you know that coming up in October, we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned. Of course, Halloween season. That's when Spooky South Coast does its thing at its best, and we'll have plenty of things going on. We're trying to work out some paranormal events so we can get people out in the field, out investigating, out experiencing the stuff for themselves in conjunction with October shows. Just going to be an action-packed month, and we're excited for it, and we're excited to bring it to you each and every month. So until next week, from Matt Costa, from Matt Moniz, I'm Tim Weisberg. We want you all to stay spooktacular.
2: Rest assured, listeners,
1: Something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does.
3: Go!